Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah. Uh, multiple speed settings are fantastic for the diversity of web builders and to stimulate different prey species. This is about trying to collect spiders. I feel like someone just bought a dildo and was like, okay, dude, I need to cover now. Is it like someone caught them buying one? They're like, okay, no, no, I'm using it for a science experiment. Like, I'm just like, I'm just saying, I'm just seeing how many arseholes I could put it in. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Why Aren't You a Doctor Yet? The only podcast that uses cutting-edge science to answer the questions that you actually have. Things like, why is the sky blue? What's up with trees? And why the fuck is it so cold everywhere I go? I'm your host, Alex Lathbridge. I'm a PhD student in cancer and computational biology and sometimes do funny things about science. On my left, I have Oz Ismail. Oz is a PhD student in neuroimaging and dementia, a Tinder aficionado, and is an encyclopedic knowledge of awkward sexual conquests. All true. How you keep finding this information? I mean, uh, freedom of information requests. On my right, as always, I have Sahel Patel. Sahel is an amazing journalist and video maker. He makes great films for the BBC and... Eat muffins. He eats muffins. (laughs) He's here to learn more and more about science. By the end of this podcast, he's going to be brimming. His cup is going to be full. My muffin (laughs) tin will be muffin his muffin tin <laughs> will be muffin. So what have you made this week? I made a video about uh, Refugee Runner. Uh, when's it going to come out on TV? So you can check out all my latest videos, probably on my Facebook page, or you can check out on the BBC London page, uh, where you see some of my latest videos and projects I've been working on. Yep, and through the magic of time, if Sahel mm. says things are coming out tomorrow, it means they came out last week, because... That's how it works. It takes time to edit this goodness. Casting, hey? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We do it because we love it. And also because we want to knock Brian Cox off that number one spot. Fuck the Cox. What? <laughs> so, uh, Oz, what have you been up to this week? This week, I've mostly been trying to not, uh, once again, cry about my PhD data making no sense. Uh, and so instead of doing that, I decided to do some comedy gigs uh, and uh, eat a lot. Oh, we had the news gig, didn't we? How was that We go? did have the news gig. It was great. Uh, I had great fun playing a cheesy news host. You're amazing, by the way. I so was how there. was there? I was uh, there. I oh, fell asleep three yeah. times, though. Oh, that. my God. So, how? You, you, you came to the gig? I went to a gig. Oh, 
everyone. Sahel, Sahel is a great guy. He comes to all of our gigs, except that he has poor timekeeping and he comes a day late. <laughs> and texts us asking us where we are. Yeah, where are you? Where's this gig? Like 24 hours ago, fam. <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> Listen, calendars confuse me. Um, Even when I send it to your calendar, like literally we'll send you an appointment. I'm a busy man, Ozzy. I've got a lot of muffins to eat. So when you say your video came out, it was coming out tomorrow, it means... When is it coming out? Because I don't understand to hell time. Listen, oh. it's very cryptic. I understand that. Okay. You'll, you'll find out in time. <gasps> so, Oz, do <laughs> you have any more gigs coming up? I do have some gigs coming up. Uh, if you go to at Science Show Off on Twitter, mm -hmm. uh, or just Google Science Show Off, and there's a list of gigs there. All right, but we'll put all the information about that and where you can find tickets in the show notes underneath the podcast. So you should probably read that shit. So guys, what has been in the news this week? I think it snowed. It did. It's fucking cold everywhere, isn't it? I was saying to you earlier, Alex, we're not genetically equipped for this. Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> like, do you guys feel? Do you guys feel equipped for this weather? Absolutely not. No, I come from a desert people. I was born in the Middle East <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> My parents came from this bullshit country. <laughs> <laughs> every every winter I'm like why dad why did you send me here do you know that uh, video I was telling you about I interviewed this guy from Ethiopia mm. first winter in the UK mm. he was fucking freezing man. <laughs> he was like what kind of hellhole have I come to my parents <laughs> like oh, oh Alex you know, we came to the UK to have you know an easier life to give you more opportunities what opportunity <laughs> no, he was like shit opportunity to be freezing <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah okay yeah I might have better economic advantages out here might have more access to education but look at my knees shit it's so fucking ashy right now <laughs> no amount of cocoa butter is oh my god bring me more cocoa butter immediately <laughs> I'm swimming in this at this point yeah it's uh it's the beast of the east man the beast of the east which I'm upset about because that's my branding <laughs> <laughs> Was that your Tinder bio before? That's that's I my am. branding. I'm the beast of these. So someone's completely hijacked this hashtag, which is all about you, but now it's not. I'm very upset. Okay, okay. But no, if you're actually interested in finding out more on YouTube, you can follow someone called Simon Clark at Simon Ox Fizz. He makes videos about things like this because his PhD is in things like this, which is really great. And he's got a great video. I think it's just come out that talks all about it. I'll put a link in the show notes below and yeah, find out more Check about it. Check it out. Check it out. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> so uh, what's been happening in the news this week, Oz? So mine isn't actually a cutting edge news story. Great. I'm stepping out of brand. <laughs> no, that's really good because we are running like, it's really difficult when you're putting a podcast out every two weeks to be like, what's happening in the last two also, weeks? Also, I did a whole gig about the news and fake news. So I am going to go with some silly news, okay. right? Have you guys seen the hashtag review for science? No. Oh, you guys are not as ner nerdy as me, clearly. Mm. Right, so Review for Science is this hashtag that trended on Twitter because somebody posted this um, Amazon review for these tea strainers, which weren't actually being used for, for straining tea. What were they being used for? <laughs> so basically, this PhD student in Scotland, she was looking for actual, like, these little balls that hold tea to, like, strain a tea with. And she found this Amazon review where someone had said... Um, to be honest, these weren't being used to strain tea, but for a zoology experiment involving ants. So basically, this guy was putting different colonies of ants in these little um, tea straining ball things. 
and then placing them in, in other colonies to see if there's a response, whether these ants respond to these different colonies. And he got a response. Wait, wait, so like that bit in Pirates of the Caribbean 3, where all the pirates are in that, like, ball? Yeah, yeah, basically. And like then, uh, what was it? Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow like runs down the hill inside the ball with Orlando Bloom. Basically, yes. that, it's a cannibal island. Yeah, that like that. Okay, I'm trying to like I'm misremembering the film now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I have seen it. it. I can't remember this. Right, cool, yeah. but it was it was before we all knew that Johnny Depp was a trash man. Yeah, <laughs> what is that? I'm, I'm so behind the times with this shit, man. By the way, this is a side. No, a side note. Yeah. Oh, um, what, what did he do? Men in power are trash. Apparently, that's that's. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't kept it. I've, I've stopped following him. Okay, guys. So this yeah. podcast can't get too big. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, man. This is general question um, yeah go on so anyway this basically turns out this guy bought it for his his son presumably who's a researcher did these experiments and this guy reviewed it saying the experiment worked really well another PhD student then picked up on this and said everyone can we please like make this go viral and talk about the different things that we use in science that aren't sciencey and then re- hashtag review for science started to trend mm. and in basically started to trend in like nerd science twitter <laughs> okay so i've like found some great like ones that people have been using some of them are like fairly like okay you can see why they used it so there's one like a five star review of a turkey baster yeah. where someone's written oh god no no this is not so bad what was the turkey baster being used for <laughs> uh, to collect mosquito lava whoa um, and he's uh, this guy's that this guy makes it girl, so easy <laughs> perfect for sample tree for sampling tree hole dwelling species clear tube for clear tube for easy easy species ID too many Z's in there um, and then finishes the review with unsure if based turkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I hope you don't base your turkey after collecting mosquitoes with that turkey based No, but that's the thing. Like, in my lab, they have a microwave that they use for melting agar, so the stuff that you put on petri dish, to, you use to make up petri dishes, mm-hmm. the circular things that you can grow cells on. Mm-hmm. And what's really weird is that one of those microwaves that was previously used in the lab is now being used in our little office. So it still says like, uh, do not use with food, oh laboratory God. microwave. Your health and safety person <laughs> gonna go crazy. <laughs> okay, yeah, shout out to the University of Bath, health and safety, get on it. Because right? <laughs> um, Health and safety is overrated, man. You gotta live life dangerously. So how is your back, by the way, <laughs> Mr. Cameraman? I've had 13 operations um, oh God. on my shins. <laughs> don't know why All right, so that. keep going with research. But, yeah. uh, but then like zoologists they're the best they're like the most creative users of everyday everyday things so what are zoologists uh, people who study animals oh, cool alright and they like study animal pathology animal behaviour like everything they basically study all animal stuff right some of them have been using this tea strain like these um, sieves right to <laughs> someone's reviewed one going here a strainer at work helps get all those lumps and clumps uh, and leaves you with parasite eggs and cysts out of like basically animal shit. So, sorry, what? So they strain animal shit oh, and wow. then collect parasites from it using the strainer. Another person has used an extendable painter's pole mm. to collect whale snot. Whale snot? Yeah. What would you, what would you do with whale snot? Well, fine. people need to study whale colds. Whale. <laughs> <laughs> And they say, do you need to collect whale snot? Uh, Are you tired of reaching and straining your back? Look no further. 
This extendable painter's pole allows you to catch those hard-to-reach exhalations with ease. Yeah, do you know what? Actually, paint poles are actually good for other things. Uh, but then, like, some people some people have been using it to... Uh, so they do, like, pathology and uh, surgeries and also, like, animal autopsies. Mm. So there's one guy who's been using a yoga mat as a surgery table because it's easy to wash and easy to clean. Um, then there's... Um, <laughs> there's a weird one where it says four out of five stars the bare essentials needed for taking the brain out of a potentially rabid jackal carcass so why don't so I'm guessing the reason is because they don't have the spe- like the specialist things they need to do this so they just kind of improvise and use their ingenuity to make it work I don't know I yeah. mean these tools for taking rabid jackal carcass it's like basically a chisel <laughs> and a hammer and a massive bucket so not exactly creative no I think the problem is like when something is like packaged as a science thing it's um, they just wake the price up oh I see yeah she's trying to find like cheaper solutions yeah you know like with the paint pole like I used to use a paint pole as a boom mic pole and I just 3D printed like a little adapter for it screw it on the top and I could attach my mic and I could have like five meters paint pole and use it as a huge boom mic for like third of the price but presumably there is presumably there is like a mm. a, a pole or like a something extendable that you can actually buy yeah that's like way more expensive yeah that's like the official boom pole so that's the main one like literally like 3d printed a little adapter and stuck it on and used it so i can see why people would do that like you know find cheaper ways to get around that stuff i suppose mm. But then, like, some stuff gets a little kinky. What do you mean? So, someone ha- this, uh, had to buy a vibrator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, multiple speed settings are fantastic for the diversity of web builders and to <laughs> stimulate different prey species. This is about trying to collect spiders. <laughs> I feel like someone just bought a dildo and was like, <laughs> okay, dude, I need to cover now. So, like, someone caught them buying one. They're like, okay, no, no, I'm using it for a science experiment. Like, like I'm just like, I'm just saying, I'm just seeing how many arseholes I could put it in. <laughs> And, and see what happens and I don't it's just like you know um, but it's then, okay just buy the dildo man it's cool <laughs> not, on, not on university funding <laughs> just saying <laughs> um, so some of the other kinky stuff right um, um, someone bought uh, in fact a man bought a pack of which is fine I'm not judging a pack of uh, women's pantyhoses Mm. And he's using it apparently. Yeah, uh, this is what I mean. Again, this sounds very <laughs> suspect. It's like, yo, I bought these pantyhoses because I I need them for like my science and stuff. It is. He he uh, leaves like science yeah. monitoring equipment underwater and it doesn't grow stuff on it because it has like a layer protecting his equipment. Look, if you like know. wearing ladies' clothes, just fucking wear them. Yeah, no one's judging. <laughs> uh, then someone had to. This one's good, right? Someone had to buy some condoms. And uh, this person says, useful membrane through which to feed... Oh, God, I can't say this word. Hematophagus. Hematophagus. Hematophagus insects. Hematophagus insects. Hematophagus, it means they eat blood. Okay, that thing that Alex just said. Two stars as it attracts comments of purchased on lab credit card. (laughs) Someone is legit buying condoms on a lab credit card. Hey, look, if you've got a fuck in the lab, you're fucking the lab. But they're not. They're buying it for science to feed blood-sucking insects. That's what I say. If you've got a fuck in the lab, you're fucking the lab. (laughs) It's all the same shit. Uh, Someone had to buy some Vaseline. (laughs) They said, perfect for me perfect medium to mix skunk essence for a scent paste that will last all season yeah I've tried that before actually it's good 
skunk paste. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. Um, so yeah, like there's loads. If you follow the hashtag Ruby for Science, there's loads of weird shit that people buy for the science. Apparently, if you can find a, a cheaper, like effective solution to thing, why would you pay the premium? Like, you know, I suppose some people might have to got the money to waste, but for the most, for most of us, but, we, yeah, trying to save a few pennies, right? But sometimes it's also because yeah. some things are so like even though it's not made for that purpose they serve the purpose really well like some of my colleagues when they do mri scans they use lego blocks because lego is so the precision of lego is so good that it's good for calibrating systems using wow. lego blocks because they're so well made mm. wow that's really cool so um so basically yeah tell us tell us like what you use in your labs for and uh Add to the hashtag group for science because I'm having a great time following this hashtag. Yes, and when you do, if they're mm. incredibly funny, when you tweet us uh, at why not a doc um, with that hashtag group for science, like I think we're gonna next episode we'll have our top tens. Yeah, for sure. Yes, top tens. We're gonna gonna we're gonna rank you guys. So guys, after our previous episode where we talked about organ donation and like mm. blood donation, have you guys done anything new? I mean, I've signed up for the organ donor register. Yeah? Yeah. I was already signed up, so for me, it's just basically the same. Cool. I mean, yeah. you don't have to one-up me, so... Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. I apologize. But... <laughs> like we said... But I'm a better man than you. <laughs> exactly. We saw where you were going with that. Okay, 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 okay. But like we said in that episode, if you are ethnic minority in the UK and you are registered to be a blood donor or an organ donor or both, we will give you something nice. So if you go onto our Twitter page, you can see that we're giving out Bitcoin to people who have signed up. So that can be organ donor, that can be blood donor. All you've got to do is follow us on Twitter at why not a doc. Tweet us using the hashtag why not a donor uh, with proof of your like signed upness. So that can be a picture of your organ donor cards or you actively giving blood. Uh, you actively giving organs would be dope. Please don't. Yeah, like, please but, send, yeah. <laughs> send all your organs to yeah. PL Box, <laughs> Sue Hale's house, <laughs> Sue Hale's tree house. <laughs> okay, so tree house is definitely getting a bit horror story over here. Okay, okay. Um, so there's enough from uh, fucking Punjabi horror story over here. <laughs> um, so what you got to do is follow us, Use the hashtag WhyNotADonor to send us proof of your organ donation status. So that can be a photo of you giving blood or a photo of your organ donor cards or a photo of your blood donor cards. Not a photo of you giving organs. Otherwise, what's the hell? Do something really weird with them. I have many uses, many plans. And then send us your Bitcoin wallet address. We can help you set that up if you send us a DM. That is all. We want to give you good stuff. Okay, back to the podcast. Yeah. What's happening in the world of fake news? Has anything big happened, or has anything big happened? Yeah, well, you know, there's been there's been a real upheaval um, in Facebook. So you know, Facebook's the biggest social media platwork, 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 <laughs> platform <laughs> network, platform slash network, yeah. platwork, a platwork, yeah, platwork in the world. You heard and, it here uh, first, platwork. That's how we do, uh, and. And, you know, any change in Facebook is actually, when you think about it, it's a big deal. So Facebook are changing the algorithm. So I don't, I, I'm assuming a lot of people listening to this know, know what that means. But um, if just in case you don't, it's it's basically the way that you stuff shows up in your newsfeed, mm. uh, uh, which is like a secret like kind of recipe. It's like the kernel's secret, you know, sauce, basically. Mm. 
um, and they're always tweaking it and adjusting it. And, but, uh, you know, this is quite a seismic shift. So this, what they're saying, Mark Zuckerberg is. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Is that they want to do what's right, is what they're saying. And you so, know, he's gone, was he? So, like, what you're saying is mm. the stuff that I see on my Facebook feed, yeah, like it's gonna change the what I see. It's like at change. the moment, mm. it show it shows me stuff that it thinks I want to see. Yeah, and sometimes it shows me things that I'm thinking about. What really, is that inside about? your brain. It like knows seriously, what you're thinking. <laughs> well, Facebook is uh, um, similar with Google, with Google Search, and a lot of these different platforms. Is they do track a lot of data about you, which helps them kind of um, push content at you, tailored content to you. But, so how is that? How is the algorithm going to change? Well, that? so the, the algorithm, in fact, is hopefully going to show you less brands and public content, as they call it, which is like videos from the BBC could be it could be like clips from Unilad or it could be you know um, just general news articles and things like that um, and what's the purpose of them changing this well there's, there's lots of different arguments going around the, the official line right from Mark Zuckerberg is um, that you know over the last few years uh, the social media platform of Facebook has began to prioritize like videos and uh, posts from businesses and media outlets uh, pu- or public content as it's called um, in, in in favor of content that your friends might make like posts and videos and from your mates right um, so they want to kind of flip the switch on that they want to have you more engaged in Facebook in an active way you know commenting and liking and taking part in discussions with your friends and family unless they're just actively like consuming viral clips and um, videos and stuff like that and it's apparently to do with mental health so mm. this is a good thing then this is like it's, basically it, yeah fact- it could i mean for, for it generally it sounds good you know i mean there's a lot of criticism i mean for example uh just very recently a major uh, outlet in uh, brazil weirdly uh kind of ac- accused uh facebook um, of effectively banning professional journalism so on the flip side of this 
is a Facebook got all this palaver about like the elections and about Russians influencing the platform for political purposes. So uh, the argument some people are making is they're just completely shutting that down to kind of protect them from like all these like governments like coming after them about like influence elections and things like that. So it's a, it could be easy solution to that problem for them. Mm. So I mean I know that the mm. one of the biggest. Brazilian newspapers they pulled all their content from like, that's the, the one I'm page. talking about yeah. yeah so I've got a quote actually uh, this is what the guy said right the Sergio Davila uh, who's the executive uh, director of um, I'm definitely going to say this wrong by the way Folha Folha so. Folha yeah effectively banning professional journalism from its pages in favor of personal content and opening up space for fake news to proliferate Facebook became inhospitable oh. terrain for those who want to offer quality content like ours uh, and interestingly they done an analysis um, which on Facebook which found that fake news pages received five times the number of engagements that professional journalists received that's since they've started introducing these uh, these changes so in the si timeline. So since, so we're saying, yeah. so since they've introduced these changes, mm. fake news has been doing better. Well, the problem is, is that the echo could, the echo is enforced, reinforced. In this way, is what because, I was going to ask. So yeah. we're going to be like forced deeper into our into our bubbles. Well, you know, it's a, it's an art form, isn't it? T tweaking these algorithms and getting it just right so that you're getting enough quality sources in there that, you know, how do you measure what's a good source? Like if you look at like SEO, right? Google rankings and stuff. It measures a good link by so what's page, page authority. So what's the, what is that for people that aren't? So like how the internet works, it's all linked by links or the visible internet, right? What we, most of us browse, it's all linked by like to each other. Certain pages have higher domain authority or rankings based on, you know, the quality of the link that it's got. So if you have a link to the BBC, which has a high domain authority, then you're generally, your website's to be trusted as a trusted source of information. Now, how do you translate that into social media algorithms? Well, I'd, well, apparently it's not so effectively from what we've seen. Okay, so in a very simple way, when people are searching yeah. for things on Google, like a news story, yeah. like if I'm searching for Cheddar Man, yeah. I'm going to see the BBC and Facebook and all like IFLS Science, BBC, mm. Telegraph, Independent. Yeah. I'm going to see those things at the top Well, compared to some next yeah. man's blog. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's the way that Google does the rankings is based on a complex mix of different variables that most people don't know. You know, it, that, that there's millions of pounds invested in trying to figure that out. Mm. But generally, yeah, it will be based on some important indicators such as domain authority and page ranking. Okay. Whether that, like I said, whether that translates into social media, I'm not really sure to be honest how that works. So we're basically we're not seeing that translating. Mm. We aren't seeing if if I'm searching for Cheddar Man on Twitter or on Facebook, I'm not seeing things that have you know reputable sources. I'm just seeing the people that are shouting the loudest. This is the problem with social media. Anyone can go saying anything they want. And if those people happen to be your mates and those people happen to be idiots, then <laughs> that is, I mean, like, that's a big so problem. You don't have to look at me when you say that word because we had this conversation. As you're far smarter than I am. First of all, I'm the idiot on your timeline. Uh, <laughs> when we did the Oxford Street story. But, you know, talking about Oxford Street st story, it's a continuation of that. It is it's essentially, you know. So basically, mm. this is really, even though it seems like a good thing, it's more dangerous in terms of how we receive information because mm. A, we're a lot more likely to believe 
the people we're surrounded by, be it in person or in our social media bubbles. And then because we're only going to believe that fake news can very easily get amplified. Well, you know, I think it's it's not a, like this is the point I'm trying to rear. It's not precise science. It's it's, it's a new technology when you think about it. Like I, I've, I have my social, I have my Facebook profile since like 2009. That's like 2008. That's like 10 years, which is not a long time, really. And to just like get that source just right, like do you know what I mean, just get those, get the algorithm just right. It's gonna take time, and even then they're going to keep me to tweak it and adjust it and there'll always be criticisms one way or the other um but i think you know whether his heart's in the right place i mean it's not heart though it's yeah. his wallet well you know <laughs> this is what mark zuckerberg said right and if you take it at face value you know i think there's an element of sincerity in that i don't know like what if it's true or not but he says you know we feel a responsibility to make sure our services aren't just fun to use but also good for people's well-being if we do the right thing, I believe that we're good for our community and our business over the long term too. In fact, these changes are estimated to hurt Facebook and their profit margins because brands pay money to have their content show up in your newsfeed and essentially they want you to spend less time on Facebook for your mental health and well-being. But like I said, it's an, it's, it's an art form and making getting those voices just right in the newsfeed where you, everyone's competing for space, it's difficult. It's not an easy thing to do. No, I don't think, mm. personally, I don't think it's coming from a place of moral responsibility. I think that it's working out longevity. So mm. it's just like, if they work out that what they're doing now by promoting fake news or letting big brands buy in, um, mm. then they realize that actually there's a limit on that and that might hurt them. This doing this, they might take a knock financially in the short term, but in the long term, they might live for longer. Yeah. That's, it could be that. I'm just being a It's cynic. finding the right balance. Yeah. And, and, you know, funny enough, you know, I think, I can't remember exactly what the figure was, but I think it, for the first time, the amount of users of Facebook in America fell. I just need to confirm that fact. But another interesting thing is two thirds of Americans... Mm rely on social media for news really wow. it's no like way. it's a huge change when you think about it the fact that facebook said we're going to show you less news two-thirds like just mm. like primarily or at all or so this is according to a survey by pew research center mm. um and it says about two-thirds of mm. americans rely on social media to i'm assuming find articles or sources of news um, whether that's fake news or real news, I'm not sure, but um, I'm assuming they, instead of like going to reading newspaper or watching TV, they might flick through their Facebook feed. Wow. Um, and yeah, there's something to be said for that. I mean, to be fair, like even mainstream media has an element of propaganda to it, I suppose, depending on who you're listening to and what their vested interests are. So, I mean, you always have to consume news with this element of um, skepticism regardless don't you hmm. so what do you guys think will come from this facebook algorithm change i mean i think from a so suhail you mentioned mm. that one of the reasons they're doing this is because of the way people's mental health gets affected by social media right mm. now from that point of view it's great because social media like we live in this world of social media and it does affect people's mental health in so many ways mm. Um, on one hand, there's the people who don't, who only want to show 
Well, most people only want to show their best side on, on social media, mm. but sometimes it goes a bit too far. Mm. And then other people who consume that think, oh, I don't have such a great life as these people, and that's not very good for them. Mm. On the other hand, there's also, so for example, um, you, you guys have heard of thirst trapping, right? No. What is thirst trapping? So thirst trapping... <laughs> I'm so surprised that, like, I'm going to teach you something about social media. Thirst trapping is, it basically happens on Instagram a lot, mm. where somebody posts pictures of them looking stunningly attractive. Yeah. It's very, like, a lot of gay guys do this. <laughs> I do not personally do this myself. Mm. But generally, they'll be, they'll be very ripped guys in their speedos, or they're almost naked, and constantly all the pictures they put out of them looking like a model. To, in order to gain so people then look at it and go oh that's attractive I want to look at that they follow them mm. and they gain followers to the point where when new followers come in they see like thousands and thousands of other followers and they can't even tell if this person is famous or not so then they just follow them because they go oh this person might be famous and because they're giving you like this window into their lives yeah it's like this it's almost like I don't know if it's a fetish, but it's it's almost like you can see like a private part of their life because they're pretty much naked on on their profile all the time. Yeah. And so that drags them in. So basically that is the thirst trap. It, they People dragging you into their profiles by mm. giving you like this a little bit of something that you might want mm. and gaining followers. Yeah, then they that's when you're hooked into the algorithm. Then they, they, they those people probably make money from like brands. They Pro- probably, yeah, there is yeah. an element of that as well. But then also like for instance, Instagram will, because you like those pictures, Instagram will then show you similar pictures then you like more more profiles mm. like that mm. but then also i think somebody was looking at the negative impact has on people who fall into these thirst traps mm. and they look at these people and go oh i don't have as beautiful a body i don't have as be- a bigger following as this my life is shit so sahel um mm. should we get oz to run the instagram account <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna post loads of buff dudes <laughs> it's like if Oz could run the "Why aren't you a doctor yet?" Instagram account, that you should all be following. Everybody, you just have you just need to put a few pictures of me up, man. You, you get plenty of thirst trapping going on. Uh, so, how would you like to do this <laughs> on a beach somewhere? <laughs> Let me just get the bikini out. Uh, I think you're looking for speedos. We don't want you in a bikini. Thirst trapping as a cultural phenomenon is one thing, but mm. the underlying science of it—the idea that you can build a huge following mm. by gaming these algorithms mm. and then bringing other people on board who see your followers as a metric of your importance. Yeah. Yes. It's ad hominem, isn't it? It's it's it's, it's a logical. Well, it's human. It's human mistake that we all do. It's mm. like it's an argument from authority. So, if someone who seems to have like. He, he, if someone seems to have like some sense of credibility then you're because other people believe them then you're more likely to believe them it goes back to the Ollie Murs thing it's very similar to the Oxford Street discussion we had when Ollie Murs yeah. tweeted that he uh, yeah. what well, he's in Selfridges and there are gunshots everyone run or Harrods or something and the people believed mm. him and it snowballed but this is the argument that this journalist is making right from, mm. the, from the Brazilian newspaper he's saying um, you know people are engaging with fake news more because of these algorithm changes they're more trapped in their echo chamber so like i said before it's it's like finding that balance between like you know giving helping people engage in meaningful connections with social media actually commenting and liking and being friends with people um as opposed to using it as a source of news which apparently a lot of people do Mm. Um, and in fact news is again coming from people 
who don't know what the truth is and that's when when misinformation spreads mm. so what do you guys think the solution mm. is is the solution like facebook is saying just changing their algorithms or does something mm. more fundamental have to happen i don't i don't know if changing the algorithm is going to help because i was just thinking when i see when i see something um on facebook or on twitter or something that i think this is when or i feel like it's fake and then i go and verify it to see if it's real or sometimes it's something that's very hateful say like someone's muslim hating and so i just want when i see something like that i always try and sort of be like maybe use the reporting function if it's really hateful i just think this is not okay you can't just put fake stuff out and stuff that's really hateful and use a report function a lot of the time in my experience social media whoever moderates it they don't really respond they go oh they like they say we'll look into it and the response you get is just unfollow them so they're they're encouraging me to not to to go deeper into my bubble i don't think that is helpful but also from their point of view what can they do can they censor people i guess they can't so where is the line where is the line where you go no this is something that's hateful who is the judge of that that's the problem isn't it mm. we can't no one is the judge of that and so facebook making these algorithms i feel it's just going to push us deeper and deeper into those bubbles and i don't think that's gonna really maybe from one from a mental health point of view just seeing things that only the people you like are sharing is good Mm. because you're likely to follow the people who don't upset you or people who aren't going to make you feel shit yeah but at the same time what are they sharing depends on the con their content as well i see what you're saying it becomes self-affirming because then you end up like we've had this discussion not just in this podcast but in the cost of mainstream media it's like end up following people who confirm your beliefs and then you know like and how do you gain that balance in the algorithm well to be fair like the problem and a lot of marketers have with the facebook algorithm is that they make no sense like it's completely random like it's just it seems completely random uh some so there's a good quote here actually someone's called it surprisingly inelegant maddeningly wait surprisingly inelegant maddening maddeningly maddeningly Virtual. What does that say? Can you say that for me? What the fuck are you trying to say? It's a good. It's a good quote. Read that. Read that for me. What does that say? <sighs> Surprising. Tell me how to say. Get your radio voice on. Tell me how to say. Radio voice. The truth is that no one seems to know exactly how Facebook's algorithms work. Slate described the manner in which the social media network determines the order of content in any feed as surprisingly inelegant, maddeningly mercurial, and stubbornly opaque. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Anytime. But um, yeah, anyways, uh, as that quote said, which Alex so beautifully uh, recited, um, nobody knows what the fuck's going on. And I don't think Facebook knows either. They're just figuring this shit out. So wow. give them some time. Give about 20, 30 years. I'm sure they'll come to a better solution than we have now. Exactly. They're winging it and they're winging it with a nice press release. Yes. I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so guys, you've come to the end of the podcast. How are you feeling? Good. I've like I've had like this awakening. I've had three cupcakes. As always, I've been joined by Oz and Sahel. I've been your host, Alex Lathbridge. This has been Why Aren't You a Doctor Yet? Bye. Peace out. See you later.
And so if you've liked that and you've thought, wow, this is a really great podcast, or conversely, you've thought, huh, these guys know nothing about science, technology, or indeed comedic timing, you should tell us. Leave us a review on iTunes. I know you hear it everywhere, but we really like internet validation. You can also follow us on social media at Why Not A Doc on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, really anywhere. Just type that in on Google and you'll find us. And I think that's about it. Thanks. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.